Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we are here to talk more Wire in the Blood. Oh my, what an episode we got this week, didn't we? I hate this episode. Really? Oh, I can't wait to find I out why. Hate it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get right into it then. Uh, the title is... The Right to Silence. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want me to start why I... Friday morning... Yep. I tried to watch it. Now, you have to understand, we'll give some context. I was not... I was not... Like, the world was just crappy last week. It was a rough week. It was a rough week. Bits and pieces and ah, just annoying. It was an annoying week. Yeah. You uh, know, it was nothing. There was no big tragedy in my life. Nothing like that. And a big tragedy you can deal with. Yep. The little annoying stuff that tells you that the world is so messed up, you know, and it just nobody ever seems to learn from anything. Nobody ever fixes problems nobody ever thinks so that's the mood i'm in totally understandable so i start to watch this episode and um i remember it i mean it's not like i really have to watch it once i start i usually remember most of it yeah right so i get to the point in the beginning where they're talking to his brother right and I was just so angry. I said, I cannot watch. This was so depressing. I just wanted to cry. I said, I can't watch this. Okay. I just can't. So I turned it off. And I thought, well, let's see if I can do it on Saturday at some point. Yeah. Because we weren't, um, we were supposed to be doing this on Saturday. Right. So I'll see if I can do it on Saturday morning or whatever. Yeah. So I did manage to rewatch it again. I had calmed down a little bit, but I still don't like this episode. Like it had nothing to do with the weeks. I do not. It is a mean episode. It is. It is a Tony's being. <laughs> I guess massively ineffective. That's true. In ways and and the whole business of Carol. I just I I just it wasn't even this tells you how you get invested yep. in characters. But I just went. This is too like it was just a mean mean episode. Like I can't tell you that there's anything to fix in this episode. It's just very mean-spirited. It's a mean-spirited. It has no redeeming qualities to it whatsoever. Nope, it's just about there a couple nothing. of awful men all in this, uh, you know. Carol is awful. awful Carol's men awful, too. Well, no, Carol. no, I'm, yes, Carol's awful, too, but I'm talking specifically is, about the two guys driving this. But Carol does her own stuff as well. You're absolutely right. You know, and and the end of it, and I, well, no, it's not just that. It, it is just, and the guy who's doing, who is the guilty person, right? Yep. The killer. The killer. And, and, and the end is just devastating. I can, as I said, I can remember the first time I watched it was so long ago that when I watched it the second time, I'm just like, yeah. And this was the third time I've watched it. And I just went, no, it is Carol. And is Carol going to pay for this? And she's wrong. She's so dead wrong. So much of this. Mm -hmm. Tony's not paying any attention to fucking anything. Yes. No, that's fair. You know, he's just not paying any attention. Not picking this up. Yeah. I don't know what we're supposed to. He's ignoring his graduate student. And somehow in the end, he goes off on and has a has a beer or tea or something with Carol. Yep. 
you know, say what? You've got a graduate student you've been ignoring. Mm-hmm. The guy finally caught you. And now you're going off with this horrible, awful woman who got and as as evil as the as the chief villain is. Yeah. Who is in jail. Right? Yeah. He's not wrong. She killed his brother for no reason. Yep, she got her brother uh, the brother killed. I mean, she did it. She wouldn't listen to Tony. Nope. You know, she backed up. She's she has got she was has such a blinkered view. She can mm-hmm. only assume that if Peter Cochran didn't do it, he got somebody to do it for, for him. him. Yep. That and is the only way this makes sense to her. This makes sense to her, and it doesn't matter that Tony is Tony figures it out pretty pretty quickly that he's being framed. Oh yeah. That that's and the only refuses. logical thing that could be going on here. She refuses. Yeah, she won't listen. At all. And it just it leads to so much destruction. And the man who killed all of these people. Yep. I mean, rather than take care of his son. Yeah. And that's, and that is what I find most interesting about the episode is the, the way it has the indict, like the indictment of the villain that like all of the steps he would go to, to not actually have to take responsibility and care for his son. He's he's getting revenge for somebody who's still alive and he who he could help, but he's choosing to do the revenge instead of the helping. Oh yeah, I know. It's just like that. He's just a monster. It, look, the whole thing was full of monstrous people yeah. and are careless people, and yep. I would put Tony down as careless. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, Pete Cochran, the the. Technically, the villain in all of this comes off as a, almost a good guy. By comparison the, to these cops who are playing with people's lives, yeah, he does. And the, and this and the lawyer who is guilty. Mm-hmm. Same lawyer yeah. from last time, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and a little nice touch. The lawyer who was there uh, dealing with the uh, who working for the guy who had a heart attack during questioning. Yeah, same yeah. lawyer. So that was a little nice touch on the part of the show. Like, introduce that guy before they were going to use him. But, you know, I just... And I'm just going... I mean... And, I mean, Tony's massively ineffective. Yes. I mean, that is for sure in everything. And this stupid going through with this standing in for the wedding ceremony. Yeah. how it starts and then carol is being uh just really frustrating about this about that you know well what tony did it is a stupid thing he should have known the consequences of what this would you know would bring about now it's not brought about the really negative consequences yet but but still oh absolutely and tony should frigging know this yeah i mean he has to know you know that all of her behavior is that she's attaching herself to Tony rather than attaching, yeah. you know, rather well, no, than... in, instead of having to deal with the fact that her husband is dead. Yeah. Like it's, she, this is her coping mechanism is getting too close to Tony. Yeah. Replace, yeah. replacing Tony with, yeah. replacing her dead her husband, husband with Tony. Worst choice you can make, by the way, Tony is not a good person to pick for that. And she has to know that she's supposedly a psychologist in the department as well. Yeah, but it's because, I mean, she is just dealing with nothing but grief because it was such an unexpected death and she is just completely at wit's end at the moment. And so she's making a lot of mistakes and Tony should be keeping her from making those mistakes as a friend as and as a psychological professional. Yeah. And instead, he's aiding and abetting her delusions. delusions. Yep. He's bad enough. And I understand unexpected deaths. God only knows my mother was... Just oh, yeah. a basket case after my dad died. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Tony, like, we didn't, you know, I mean, and my mother, we had, we, you know, you all try to help. 
Yeah. Okay, but but Tony doesn't have an excuse for not seeing what's going on. I know. And um, it, it it's and I don't even I can't even like in other episodes you can see him being distracted and what he's distracted about. Mm-hmm. In this one, there's no set. Like I can't see what he's being distracted about. I don't know why Carol hates Peter Cochran so much. Yeah, they don't, and that's the thing they don't really set up. No, I. You just can't. She's convinced he's behind this one way or another. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much evidence you put in front of her. And that's part of the episode that really confused me. And this is uh, this is a problem in the scripting stage is we don't actually find out. Like we're told, oh, well, he's a... Uh, the know, most he's evil, uh, evil criminal mastermind in England. Exactly. In but Great it's like, Britain and okay, the world. Give us, well, not in the world, but well, in the way she behaves. Yes. Uh, but like they never actually give us any background for like the stuff he's done other than dealing heroin. And I'm not defending a heroin dealer necessarily. No. That's not what I'm here to do. This isn't wise guy. But at the same time. <laughs> this isn't Robert Daddy. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't Albert. Uh, but anyway. But the thing that puzzles me so much I'm watching and it's like, okay, but like, why this, why is this guy specifically deserving of all this ire and you're right we never really get a sense of that no oh yeah you know there are other criminals out there why is this guy specifically the one you have to signal out as being the worst of the worst and deserving of all of this misery yeah and and, you know okay so she caught him with the first but but that murder was so vicious and everything else that sent her around the bend i guess no, because what sends her around the bend about the copycat is that it means that if it's or or if if it's somebody else, that means he didn't do it yeah. and she got it all wrong. Yeah. So she can't stand being wrong. Is that, that what it is? I mean, it's possible. Yeah, and I'm sure he has gotten people killed, but as you know, as as one of your drug kingpins in London. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's 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 equivalent to the craze up there, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure but, people are getting killed because it's more profitable for his operation if those people get killed. That's just how this stuff works, you know? That is absolutely just how that kind of criminal organization works. We're not defending him, but no. there are plenty of criminals around. Why is she so determined that this guy has to go? Has this guy, has this guy insulted her in some way? Yeah. Is, does he denigrate her because she's a female cop? Did she run into him when she was on the beat? Yeah, like what is the backstory no, that makes what? her so bound yeah. and determined that this guy has got to go? And he's so evil and it doesn't matter. And she she's more willing as, you know, as Tony's trying to explain to her the relationship that he has with his brother. Yeah. You know, and it, this is not about Cochran and that the brother couldn't possibly do it. Mm-hmm. You know, this all has to be, and it doesn't matter. And even when Tony says it's a frame, yeah, you know, she still won't. She won't believe it. So who did he get to do the frame to get himself out of jail? Yeah, which I mean, it's that, that is an evil. interesting. That is an interesting section of it, uh, right? That is an interesting section of the episode where they're talking about well, who could he have gotten to commit a copycat crime to get him out of jail? And they find that one of the uh, the guards is, in fact, a groupie of crime. Yeah. And, like, that's an interesting thing. Oh, no, that was interesting. And as Tony said, but now we've stopped him from ever escalating. Yeah. Because we've nice found and, and And as far as Tony is concerned, that's a win. Yeah. You know, it might be a minor win. But, but the something. point is... But it's something. And, and the point is, is she just refuses mm-hmm. to accept that there could be something else and which means right that you're just going there's there, why she hate does he look like her father i don't <laughs> know we don't know any of her backstory oh and we get a little bit of tony's mother's backstory yep all lies yep 
all lies. Everything that he said about his mother was a lie, just to let you know. Yeah. And even if it doesn't get covered in the rest of the the other four seasons, it does in the books. There you go. All a lie. But but it fits that Tony would lie about this to somebody. Oh, absolutely. Else. So. No, like that is a believable character action on Tony's part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully believable. But and as he would say, irrelevant to this, he knows oh, yeah. what happened to Tony and he knows what happened to um, uh, uh, Peter Co- Cochran and Peter yeah. Cochran's brother, George. George. Yep. Yeah. And he knows. So. And and. And he's correct. Like, I'm not, I am not going to sit here and say that his profiling in this was wrong because it wasn't. No, it was wrong. But finding out who did it, it was so, I mean, there's no question this guy was pretty good at getting away with it and covering all of his tracks. Yes, it was quite a plan. Yeah. It really was quite a good plan. Yeah, and he would have continued to do it. Oh, yeah. He uh, he would just had to make sure that uh, the villain got locked away forever because he blamed him. He was like, I've kept you out of jail this whole time, and now my son is a drug addict, and I blame you for it destroying his life. And it's like, well, you were never there for your kid. And he's like, yeah. Tony talks about how he was never there for his kid, which is a nice touch. He's, he takes responsibility for that part of it. But then you're like... Oh, that kid we've been seeing the whole show. That's the son we're talking about. Because you've been talking about him like he's dead. Yeah. And But Peter Cochran is the one one who says, don't put this on me. You were never there. Yep. No, no. Peter Cochran is the one when the two of them are locked. When he locks the children in the the room in the middle of the pile. Yeah. Yep. And Peter Gogren, it's an excellent point. And the guy is like refusing to take responsibility for how he screwed up his family's life. So he's decided to blame his client for it. Yeah. And I understand why he's blaming his client for it, but it doesn't make him right. Well, no, I mean, it's, it, it is. Um, and then, and then you just at the end, when you see the, that poor boy come in, Oh, and then you yeah, get, that's a rough ending. You know, he comes into the house, he curls himself. Looking for his dad. And he curls himself up in, in his bed. And then Carol, yep. then we, then we, then we take a, a, a little interlude to Carol and Tony going off for tea. Yep. And Tony ignoring his, his graduate student. And then we go back and it just ends with him holding some blanket i would assume that reminds him of his mother and crying i think that's the i think that's the implication obviously I think that's the implication there and all he's doing is sobbing and sobbing and sobbing it's a rough ending he had knows nothing about what his father has done at this nope point. no he doesn't no, it's just like okay i mean i'm talking bleak miserable horrible but it is Carol's yep. inability to get past her hatred for of whatever reason of Peter Cochran that makes this episode so bad. And when George jumps out the window. Yeah, that's the brother, by the way. The brother, George, jumps out the window and then yep. lives in the hospital for a while. And then, of course, they, they and they do get Peter Cochran out uncompassionate leave to go see his brother in the hospital and the brother dies before he gets there oof and um and then of course his lawyer goes and commits another murder while peter is kind of out because you know it's going to help with the frame yeah yeah and but the problem is the problem is you know rather than accept that this is this is what i think convinces tony that it's the frame for sure yeah he still can't connect it quite to the lawyer, but he knows that this has to be part of this frame. Like how many people knew he was out for one thing. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what gets him onto the lawyer is like literally how many people knew this guy was out of jail. Yeah. You, me, the people who worked there, his lawyer, like that's yeah. it. 
Yeah. So it, the the person who framed him, and he's like a couple of people at the actual prison. There's yeah. just not that many people who it could have been. Yeah. So, and what happens, and even then Carol refuses to even, it, it's not just that she wants to write it off. She doesn't even want to consider it. Yeah. No, 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 no. He, he did something to his ankle monitor. Yeah. That's you her know? only, so Whatever. that's the only thing yeah. she can no, assume no, no, happened. No. He had to have done it. He had to have done it. It, yep. it is, I don't know, it just. But I, I think it was it was it was George being being pushing George like this. I know. You know, she's supposed to lead her men, not egg them on to turn this to make this man terribly, terribly afraid, because you can already see it from the beginning that he is a damaged human. Oh yeah. Completely. They the actor plays it quite well. Oh yeah, the actor's doing it what did a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. of of creating this this very very damaged human being who as tony said is incapable of doing anything you know Damn. and is probably completely lost no 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 he can do all of this stuff you know mm -hmm. and tony's just going she just wouldn't listen and rather than tony forcing her to listen he just goes, oh, well, you know, you didn't listen. So off I go. I've got other things to do. Yep. I, I just, it was such a careless. Thing on her behalf. Vicious issue. And when's Hermione gone in two, two years? She's got I two think years. so. Yeah. I think she's in through season four. Well, whenever MI5 or season starts, three. Yeah. If MI5. And then yeah. she doesn't come back. So, right. um, which then changes the show. The but, dynamic quite a bit. Yeah, it has to change the dynamic quite a bit because, and of course, as I've already said, the books. They, are completely different. They're still hanging around in 2019. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, mind you, by, by then Tony's in jail. Really? Tony gets put in jail in one of the later books. Yikes. Uh, don't tell me anything. I'm not telling you anything, but I tell you. That's exciting. Uh, but, <laughs> but it is also uh, because what happens here, like we've talked, you you say you've talked that 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 this episode you you almost have lost the thing or the idea that drives Tony. Yeah is the death of his friend and his consoling the widow so overwhelming to him that he ignores what's going on around. It does seem that way. And, you know, but that comes out of the blue too because you don't know how important Yeah. Then this relationship is to them. We've never essentially seen them before. It is a problem. You know, like like there are some problems of setup that um, the show is just uh, it is just rushing through way too quickly. Way too quickly in this episode, and for Car and for Carol, I mean, she just comes off as this horrible, 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 horrible um, cop Person, with yeah. blinders on. She come. She she has become the poster. The prototypical poster. cop who yeah. is unwilling. Who the minute they decide someone is the villain, is yeah. completely unable to like hear any second opinion and listen to anybody else ever. So for my cleanser, for my cleanser yesterday, yeah. I had the Lincoln, the original Lincoln lawyer, not the movie, but the um, not the movie. Uh, not, not the movie, the, the Lincoln Lawyer, the first season. Oh, the first season, yes, because they just announced season two is filming, right? Yes, so I thought, well, and I saw it there and I went, oh, well, I'll have that on in the background. It's a fun show. They did a really good job with the Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, they, Spoiler they, alert. His uh, client is always guilty. Just go in. If you go <laughs> in knowing that, you're going to get a lot less uh, disappointed later. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's clients are always guilty. But that doesn't mean he doesn't get them off. 
no, no, he's still a very good lawyer. But it's like, don't don't get excited, you know, don't get excited and don't think there's a conspiracy going on. That they well, always did it. Remember, just remember for those of you who don't know, he's Bosch's half brother. Yes. So you Which, know, uh, there's sadly there's, never came comes up on the show, but maybe next season. Well, in my neck, not in the free. Well, no, the only the only allusion you get to it in that episode yeah. is when he says there are only four people I care about. Yes, and, and you got this. Uh, them, and he doesn't name number four, and number four is his half brother. Presumably, yes. Presumably, I, I think that is definitely what they were going for there. Yeah. So I suspect. You know, I'm sure that there's an issue. There's of Well, there's all sorts of issues because one of them's on Prime and one of them's on Netflix, but yeah. hopefully they can work it out. <laughs> so, you at know. At some point. At some point. But even if they don't get Bosch in, I mean, he he can mention it, right? Exactly. He can because, always mention it. Well, and that that is the thing because it's in the Bosch's and the two daughters become good friends. Yep. And everything else. Now we're getting off Bosch, but that was my my yesterday. I played that. No, movie. I understand how you would want to put that in the background after watching this episode. After watching this episode, okay, yeah, cops aren't great, and the prosecutor. Yeah, it's a very anti-cop episode. It's a very except like, for Craig. I mean, the, the cop, cop comes through in the end. He does absolutely, but it's yeah. like it is. It is a very suspicious because the show is not. I don't know that it's giving Carol a pass at all for her blinkered decision, right? Yeah. Like her blinkered we're, we're back decision. To in the blood, by the way. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, obviously. We're talking about Carol. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't think it lets her off the hook at all for her blinkered decision to go after the brother. And I think that's the key part. And I think that's what makes it, you're right that it's an unbelievable downer. Right? I get that. But I also think it is just an interesting episode psychologically because it's so rare to watch a show like this and have them be, oh, yeah, our main characters are kind of trash, aren't they? And not only that. And, yeah, I mean, that is true. And what happens, not only that, but at the end, she just goes, well, we're still going to get him. Yep. You know? Like, have, okay, have you maybe, learned nothing, Carol? <laughs> maybe he didn't do this one, but we'll get him in the end. And we yeah. still don't know why she's so bent or why they're so bent and determined to get bound and determined. Yeah. Uh, well, and part of it is right. That uh, part of it seems to be that like, she's finally been made chief inspector. Yeah. And it seems like the chief inspectorship was partially a reward for finally getting this guy in jail because she talks about how like it's risking her career. And I mean, it's, it's a sub thing throughout the entire episode that it's like risking her career. If this guy is framed and she put him there unjust, uh, unjustifiably. And then it's risking her career, you know, now that the brother's dead as well. Well, so it's the like, brother's being dead. Like, and that's, that's the point, right? I mean, the brother's yeah. being dead is what is the real problem because yes. that was of her blinkered view. And the very fact that Cochran may have been framed, she should have just accepted that as a possibility. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That to have been a possibility once the second one shows up, that's almost ideal. Yeah. You no, know, and I, it, it is. And it, I don't know that it's what what the writers were doing mm. there. Um, you know, I'd have to sort of figure out. I can't remember as as I said when, whenever um, what's her face uh, ends up leaving, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it it is yeah okay. So she's under extreme pressure. Mm hmm. Um. Okay, so she's gone in the in season four. So she's there in the next season. She's gone in season four. Yes. And um. And and, and I mean, she does it so well. I mean, she plays a um a uh, whatever in um. She's not exactly a nice person in MI five. I no, she wasn't. <laughs> but MI five. But she was fun in. In Kingdom, 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not like we're we're blaming Hermione Norris for no. what monster Carol Jordan is being here. <laughs> no, but no, like because the thing about it is, like she has this. It, it's and it's the stereotypical cop worldview. <gasps> that the minute you've identified someone as the bad guy, you're just like devote. You cannot accept you were wrong under any circumstances. Like you watch interviews with the woman who prosecuted the Central Park Five, and how to this day. Like, she refuses to accept that she framed these kids for, you know, sexual assault and attempted murder, right? And still to this day, she uh, insists that they were guilty. You know? Look at uh, Guy Paul Marais. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's like there's oh, still yeah. people who are like, no, he definitely did it. Like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. DNA evidence. Exonerated him. Exonerated him. Can you not get that through your damn head? Yeah. John. But they, yeah. You know, John Douglas, who is just insists that, well, he must have done it because I have a story that exists in my head where he is the villain. Yeah. Right? And I can't change the story that exists in my head, so... You know, <laughs> like, so, so DNA must be wrong. D the DNA must be wrong. Exactly. They can't... can't possibly be it can't possibly be that i made the mistake it must be the dna that made the mistake like jesus but that's that's what cops are like and that's like what wh this is i mean carol is got yeah. just cannot get and she, she knows I, he's a villain the actress does a really good job oh yeah but we are not talking about the actress <laughs> we're talking about the character and it's like it's so strange that we're gonna have to go next week and for four more movies after next week yeah. get on board with watching this woman solving crimes when we're like yeah i don't know if i'm on board with you <laughs> so my well and this is and maybe that's you know well we'll see as we go forward whether there is any um uh there are any aftermath to this yeah, and I think that because um, I don't always remember. I mean, when I start watching it, I go, oh, yeah, this is the episode about X, right? Yeah. I always remember. But this um, it, it, this was just so mean. And the, and, and the lawyer's revenge thing, the whole thing doing this, talking about his dead son. Yeah. Not just his wife, but his son has died. Yep. And and because he can't take the public shame, and that's always his thing. Like he he won't accept the public shame of being a of having this son who needs this help. So he creates a world where his son is dead, and he's getting revenge for him. Yeah. It's it's very like the thing is as an episode. Like, psychologically, it all works, and writingly, and from a writing standpoint, it all works. It's just, you know, it's just yeah. so damn bleak. Yeah, as I said, you're not hearing me complaining about, about yeah. well, I'm complaining about Tony and the secondary plot, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, that's Tony making a mistake. And the thing is, Tony makes a lot of these mistakes, like all the mistakes he made in his uh, dealing with his previous Yes. His previous grad student. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't see. Yeah. He uh, just doesn't see close, people well enough. When it's close to him, he doesn't see. He doesn't. Exactly. You know, even Carol's behavior towards him a couple of times, he just doesn't react to doesn't it. I mean, it, get it. There is, and I'm not saying that there's necessarily, I guess, psychologically the episode works oh yeah you, it does you know um and uh it's just such oh it's fuck. just such a bleak look at the world i know but and i did not need and this is the point right and you, so you didn't need that today in. no no not today today okay. fine right i can I, I didn't need that on friday oh okay is what it was. Is Friday the last thing I needed was yet one more bleak look at the <laughs> This maybe in some ways it was too real to what yeah. goes on. And I just went, I, I've had it with all of these people who are so friggin' blinkered. 
I mean, yep. that's, that's what's going on. I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it is, you look at it and it is stupidity. How can quote mm-hmm. unquote smart people be so stupid because, and it's probably gets to what you said, which is that people get these blinkered ideas in their world. They will mm-hmm. not change their mind. They will not look at reality. That's true. And and just face up to the reality of the situation and move on. No. Yeah. You're still fighting battles that are 10 years old. No, no, mm-hmm. that's gone. And it's done. And, you know, you just go and I, it's just so frustrating because I'm going to have to do something about something. And I'm sitting here going, I don't really want to be bothered at one level. At yeah. another level, I guess I'm going to have to do it because it's time somebody puts a stop to this crap. But I just, you know, it's like, why me? Why me? Because it landed in my friggin' lap. That's all. Yep. You know? So it was just a whole bunch of things that just kept building up during the week. One thing after another from the healthcare system to Mm -hmm. the university system to, oh, no, actually so far the ADSB is doing well. And the guy at Human Resources who has now become the head of the Human Resources is actually a guy who's on top of his game at the ADSB. Right. Nick Turco, not that anybody's listening to it from here, and I'm sure <laughs> St. Marie, but anyway, you know, he, he wouldn't mind my, I'm sure, saying Mentioning him, I think yeah. it was a good choice <laughs> right? Uh, to make him head of HR for um, the ADSB, the Algoma District School Board. But anyway, yes. um, you know, but there are just so many little things and that all combined it's little bitsy bitsy nag- i understand things. and that all combined to put you in this place where you were just not wanting to hear this today i did yeah well on I, friday yeah i did not want to watch this episode i get it i'm not going to watch it and if we're going to do it i actually must have watched it later oh I'm no sure. i must have watched it maybe no, I don't know when I watched it later on Saturday, but on Friday when you said no, we're gonna we're gonna do it later. Yeah, you know we're gonna we're, can't, can't push it till Monday. Push it till Monday, and then I thought, well, and by then I was just over being just. I mean, I was in such a place, and this is this is what I people don't understand. Like I can play games. Yeah, and I can. And then that takes my mind away. And then the back of my head works through stuff, but at least I'm focused on yeah. something else. I'll, I'll play a jigsaw puzzle for God's sake, you know, whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, and I was in such a place on Friday. I couldn't even do that. I mean, it took right. TV <laughs> to, to <laughs> just push my mind away. Um, I gotcha. But yes. Anyway. Um, it, 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 and sometimes one has to. I, I still think it's the it's the old unforgiven issue with Rob, Roger Ebert. Yeah, <laughs> where just uh, he was so colored by what was going on in his life at the time, <laughs> he didn't get why Unforgiven is the best movie. <laughs> yeah, well, he was getting married the next day for the first time in his life. Yeah, he was and, finally and getting married, and, and, and uh, saw the movie, and he just was didn't like and then he went back and he actually apologized yep for he didn't understand he didn't what they were doing yeah yeah he didn't understand what a good movie it was when Mm -hmm. he was watching it yeah it's kind of amazing but he actually came back went back and re-reviewed it and apologized yeah after everybody which was a very cool thing for him to do yeah, yeah, after well, everyone but him was like, you know, that's the best movie, right? That's a really good movie. It's a damn fine movie, Roger. I don't know what you're objecting to. So someone like Roger, you see, is is a, a decent human being who can accept that he can make a mistake every now and then. And then go back and apologize. Yeah. And that's why he would have made a terrible cop. Or a good cop. But I'm saying he probably wouldn't have gotten the job because he was, you know, able to apologize. Yeah. 
it kind of uh they kind of self-select that cre- that trait out of uh you know in the hiring process yeah <laughs> as a general rule well no do you have do yeah. you have the ability to uh do you have the ability to see from someone else's point of view yes you're not going to make a good cop then no i mean that i mean that's the interesting thing it's the military and the and the, mm-hmm. the cops and the stuff that yeah they self select for the for that kind of yes. yeah they, that kind of blinkered worldview and and obedient and oh yeah and, and even we even got that in the Lincoln lawyer Lincoln lawyer too you know oh absolutely cops going I don't write on other cops blah 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 well I yeah, know. but this is what you said and we're talking mm-hmm. about one cop not all cops I know yeah. as if you know. As if changing it to all cops would have been a ton better. Uh, sorry, ton more inaccurate. Well, the thing is, this is the thing, yes. One, you know, anyway, never mind. Let's just, you can just see. What, we'll talk about the Lincoln yeah. lawyer some other time. Yeah. Uh, no, you're absolutely right, though. And it, I think that's a good way to look that, at it, is that, like, it's this deeply unflattering portrayal of the police. Yeah. Right? That we got this week. And I understand why. Maybe you weren't in the place for that much realism. Like maybe you just wanted. A... Well, not no. only that, but you usually you get Tony somewhere along the line, calling it out, calling something out, and he didn't call anything out in this episode. No, no, this week he was so distracted with his own stuff he didn't call anything out, and it makes I, it very frustrating. I, if that had happened near the end, if Tony had just. Instead of going off and having tea with Carol at the end, he had told Carol to go stuff it, and he was yep. with his graduate student. Yeah, that would have probably been better. I, I, I probably that would have put at least a reasonable coda. Yeah. To the episode, it still would have made Carol a horrible person. Yeah, she would not have looked great. De fix and um. But at least it would have fit a little bit better. Yeah. Tony is what we normally to, expect from Tony. Yeah. He could either say that he's made a mistake or he can actually deal, you know, mm-hmm. with, or, you know, other people. Totally. And Carol usually can admit, but no, at the end of this one, Carol's just going, no, we're going to get him. Yeah. You're going to get him. So we didn't get Because look how, uh, look how fantastic your obsession worked out last time. Yeah. But you haven't learned a thing, have you? No. And that's, I think, yeah, you just, I mean, you put it all together and yes, it was not something, but I did watch it afterwards. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. I mean, it wasn't that no. bad, except when you listen to me talking about it, you can tell. I mean, yeah. I can, it was just totally understandable. That. You were this frustrated. I was this frustrated because it just fit into everything else that I was frustrated about. With, yeah, you had all this other stuff going on at the same time, and it just yeah perfectly and, synced up with those to give you, like, the worst viewing experience yeah. anyone could have possibly had with yeah. this episode. And where's the Lincoln, where's the Lincoln lawyer? We got a brass verdict. Yeah. So, you know, I mean. Yeah, I, guy gets shot. The end. Yeah. Happy ending for everybody. Happy Vigilante end. justice. And and the bad judge gets, you know, the corrupt gets judge thrown gets in jail. Yeah, thrown in jail. And, you it know, makes you believe the system works. Yeah, it just has a lot of steps to it. Yeah, and and it has a lot of people who have to. And unlike that's the funny thing, eh? Is that the Lincoln lawyer, as opposed to Bosch, with Bosch the system doesn't work. Yeah, and uh, we, actually, we probably should do a description and, and a comparison episode between Bosch and the Lincoln lawyer and these two men, right? Yeah. Because they both have the same father mm-hmm. and they both have Mexican American mothers. Yep. Right. Which in, in case people think that it was a miscasting to put um, Ruffalo or whatever his, no, whatever his name is, Mark, the, the guy who plays. Yeah. The Lincoln lawyer who plays the Matthew McConaughey part, right? The Matthew McConaughey part, yeah. No, yeah. his uh, the mother is uh, the mother was Mexican, yes, and so is Bosch's mother, and so is Bosch's mother. And it's just a question of how, um, and Mickey is supposed to be 
uh, like darker skin than Bosch. Yeah. Like that, that was always the intent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. Uh, but it's not miscasting at all. Like, no, no it's no. just... Uh, and so his slight, his slight, every now and then you have the slight Spanish accent. I know, because he grew up in Mexico City. And it's a nice touch. Yeah. And the actor's doing a great job. I love him as the Lincoln lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. doing a fantastic job. Just wiped Matthew McConaughey off the map. I liked Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Oh, I liked him in the part just fine. But this guy really has, A, he has got a lot more to play with. But B, he is just doing a great job. Yeah. So we, sp- but yes, uh, it's it's not unreasonable. Uh, it's like, but it is. It's a very bleak episode of the show. So I understand why you're more interested in talking about the Lincoln lawyer. It's something that's just, unreal, you know, right? Much more fun by comparison. Yeah, you know? this one was not that, and I don't. I still don't a, there's a there's an evil there's an evil tech guy, and he murders his ex-wife, and then he and then he gets shot in the street. Yeah. Because Mickey gets him off, because that's what Mickey does. He's the best lawyer. Like it's just a nice episode. It has it has the ending you want it to have. Whereas this one is, mu- as you say, it's much more realistic, and it's the lack of consequences for people who really should have consequences for their actions. And that you know, and and that the people like the the murderer. This episode is just so deluded and delusional mm-hmm. and fixated and his poor son. Oh, that poor son of his. And, that, and that's how the episode ends, you know. So you're just, you, there isn't. Yeah, you can't help. There's no relief. There's no relief anywhere. No, no, this is a, this is a rough episode. It's not touching evil, uh, bleak, but it is on that level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Touch and Evil's a whole other conversation, though. Also starring Robson Green. We'll do that some other time. Yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. Let's just say that uh, there is a level of cynicism, ex- you know, shown by the, uh, demonstrated by the show Touching Evil, that it's like, I don't know how much, like, I know why it didn't last. No one wants this kind of cynicism in their fiction for any length of time. <laughs> but it's like, if you ever want a show that seems to actively hate people, Touching Evil is that show. Well, you know, never mind. And, and somebody over in, in uh, South Korea has, I think they're sort of trying to do a, a a serialized version, except that it can't possibly be of Ice Off the Devil. It, oh, it, no. Well, because kind of the base, the base story is the same, sort of. Right. This guy, this cop who's, you know, whose wife is killed by a serial killer, and yeah. Anyway, it's it's pretty. I, Trying to do it as a uh, mini uh, episode series. I guess Oof. I don't know. I mean, I got halfway through the first episode. And it's not very good. So. Oh okay. Uh, well, I saw the devil. Is it is something special? Yeah, it's very special, and you know, you just go, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> All right. Time on wire in the blood. Yeah, next time in Wire in the Blood, we are going to watch the next episode. This hasn't scared us off, don't worry. Uh, what is the next episode? It's called Sharp Compassion. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you that it's a lot better. I tell you, this show takes on the worst of British racism. Yeah. Uh, blinkered views. Um, Class stuff. All the class stuff. Their horrible celebrity culture. It is just amazing sometimes as I watch it, right? Yeah. How? how no, they're, they're not pulling punches on this. Well, thing. no, and the homophobia. Yep. You know, I mean, we start off the first, very first episode. That's the very first episode, yeah. You know, we're, we're just pushing, talking about. Um, yeah. Matt, oh, my British- God. And I suppose if I was to be generous, this episode that we were just talking about is taking a really stab at all of the cops, not just oh, is it ever. the cops outside of Carol. See, Carol is now in power. And you're right. That's probably uh, one of what's the- underlining this behavior of hers. Yeah, that because she doesn't want to lose point. this position she's finally got. Yeah, because and she's going. I don't. I'm not Tony's dog boy. 
blah, blah, yep. blah, 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 right? And that's part of why she's dismissing everything he says on top yeah. of everything else. Exactly, because everyone out around the office just assumes, well, Tony's the one who's really solving these cases. Mm-hmm. And so she's got to prove she's a, her own uh, woman. She's got her own authority. And then it feeds into her being way too sure about something. Mm-hmm. And that causes all of these problems. And again, it comes back to ego. Yeah, it's it's... Yeah, and if if you want to climb the ladder, you got to have a certain amount of ego. Oh, absolutely. Unrealistic. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Oh, but anyway, sharp it's. Compassion. I mean, it's it's as you say. I know why you're calling it an awful episode, but just to be clear, in case we haven't made it clear in this conversation, it's not that it's badly written. No, it's awful in the sense that you don't want to watch it and you want to take a shower after you did watch it. Yeah, or go watch the Lincoln Lawyer. <laughs> or go watch the Lincoln Lawyer. You know, <laughs> all all really good options. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I completely yeah. hear you. It really is that kind of an hour. Uh, sorry, a two hours. It is just a mess. All right, so we will see you back here next time for more Wire in the Blood. Uh, as you've just heard, what's the title of the episode again? I forgot immediately. <laughs> sharp. Season two, episode four, Sharp. Compassion. Sharp Compassion. There you go. Season two, episode four, Sharp Compassion is next. Uh, we hope you will join us back here for that. Until then, though, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling-related fiction you'd like us to check out, please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, be sure to rate and review it. That's how new people find out about the show. We're going to be back here next week for more Profiling Criminal Minds. But until then, I'm going to say that's right. Au revoir. Have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.